Check. One, two. Welcome to the Blue Dreamer broadcast. On this edition of Blue Speak, I've got a very special guest, Seth, from the Venice Beach Dub Club, the VBDC. What's up, brother? How you doing? Awesome, bro. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Thank you for coming on. Much love and respect. Yeah. Yeah, right back at you. Thank you. So, um, so... Like I just said, uh, um, the the way I found out about you was through Andreas Exertus's posts that he does on YouTube Wednesdays and Thursdays, Wednesday Ultra, and then um, I just started catching you on, and like you know, I was just really vibing with his vibe, and then I was just kind of paying attention to the people that he had on, you know, and then I caught you. And he plugs your music at the end, reggae music. And uh, I was just like, all right, interesting. And then also, like, I was just feeling your vibes, you know? And so I was like, you and I have kind of been in contact, you know, here and there, just messaging through IG and whatnot. And so I just was kind of like, I'd really like to talk to talk to you and just, you know, just 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 on that alone, just kind of feeling your vibes and then once i heard stay cool you know your latest one of your latest tracks that you put out i was just like all right respect like he he knows like you know so basically what i want to get to is your origins musically how you got to this point what influences you all of that so you know so so welcome to the blue dreamer broadcast Nice, man. Let's get into it. For sure, for sure. So how, where, where does it all start? Where is the origin of music? Just in any, any capacity for you. Sitting in the backseat of my parents' car, um, listening to like Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young on the 8-track. All right. Would be my original inspiration. Either that or Christmas music. I don't know which I remember first, like Muppets and John Denver Christmas. It's a big inspiration. So you're diehard Christmas, like diehard, diehard. Yeah, I, mean, I, well I know that, that because up, like yeah. I've been following you and saying, you know, I see your posts and everything. But even just to yeah. mention that is like <laughs> that. <laughs> might be, that might be the original music that I fell in love with. Respect, um, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the special thing about Christmas music is that it's it's old. You know what I mean? Right. It's the one time of year we appreciate our roots. You know what I mean? And uh, we and then you can kind of you see what you've gained and what you've lost. And sometimes yeah. I mean, it's pretty much timeless, the, you know what I mean? Stuff if you want, you know? Yeah. It's, it's very timeless, you know, it's, it's, and it, 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 it creates a mood instantly, yep. you know what I mean? So I, I, and I love, you know, great, great lyricists, not even lyricists really, but like storytellers, you know? So I'd say like Neil Young, sure. Joni Mitchell, Crosby, Stills, Nash, um, you know, um, and then, you know, other classic rock that my parents would put on had more of like a blues, almost like, uh, you know, like uh, Rolling Stones, kind of yeah. like a more like, hey, come on. Right. It's like more yeah. like a party ad libs and stuff. And it's like so absorbing all that, you know. And um, then when hip hop came around, I was, you know, I'm a New Yorker originally. So oh, okay, it was all it was straight hip hop for like 88 through like 95. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, then, you know, all kinds of electronic music and everything. And then eventually I, I got into reggae, um, uh, making reggae in my 30s. Nice. And that's, you know, fast forward to where I am now with a, you know, just a broad range of influences yeah. and little tricks I picked up along the way from different genres. Sure. And I would say maybe that's what's different about my music is there's a lot of little nods to other genres that are slickly kind of mixed into it to just like up the cool level of everything in For subtle sure. ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cool is definitely the uh, point <laughs> in a way. Cool is like the original metaphysical concept. Yeah, like, exactly. Cool. Like, why yeah. these kinds of pants yeah. are cool? Not anymore. They're not. It's like why? Yeah. It's one of the hardest and things. And especially to with yeah, music, man. Viable. You know, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like no matter what any musician says, you're trying to be cool. You know, <laughs> whatever whatever extent that goes to. You know, what I mean, like well, things are just cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, did you play any instruments or anything? Like, yeah, I play guitar. I've been playing guitar since I was 13. I'm 47 now, so. Dope. Someone can do that. Yeah, I've been 
playing since I was 14 and I'm 44. So nice. I still don't play rhythm. Like I've I've never really got into playing solos and lead. I just no, never really practiced. Same. same. I'm a rhythm player, bro. I don't I don't just, just so I can sing and and write songs. You know sure. that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I prefer to just have a wireless mic and run around and perform and dance. And there stuff. you go. Same, same. And I'm a singer too. You know, like definitely because of the rhythms. You know, like I bounce off the rhythms. So I get that. I get that. And um, so, like, what was high school like? Like, were you in bands? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, of course, I, of course. I was in, you know, uh, bands where we had original music. But the funny thing was, I've always just absorbed like music and arrangements and like every kind of trick you can do in a song. Like, here we're gonna skip a beat and go to three four. Right. Then we're gonna do like, a half step key change. Then you know, boom. So I've always yeah. just like indexed in my mind like all the different things that are in hit songs and can just like sure. call on that anytime so i was writing great music but could not write lyrics i had no nothing yeah. i just do you, you know, know how to it, read music no i don't know how to read you music. don't know I'm theory or any of that same well, i mean i've picked up a lot of music theory along the way just sure. from reading and understanding and stuff Paying but no attention, I, I can't look at a sheet of music and read anything but right. I, I know i understand you know the basic right fundamental right music theory um but uh, yeah, I couldn't write any lyrics, you know, so that's that really didn't come until like way later in life, the ability to write lyrics. And then it so, came past, and then I was like, now it's just clicking for me. So yeah, I'm still barely learning to write hooks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hooks just come to you. They're just supposed to come yeah. to you. In the shower and yeah. like so I started, um, you know, like I said, I started playing guitar when I was 14. I got into a band with a really good friend of mine, probably when we were like 16 and it, it was always a three piece. Like our first uh, band that we played was a four piece. So I just basically just played rhythm guitar and was just learning to write songs, you know, listening to like, I'm into rock and metal, you know, I'm into everything, music, you know, anything music. I love all of music, but I really grab it because of Nirvana. Nirvana taught me like Kurt. Oh, I always say I Kurt Cobain taught me how to play guitar. You know, what I mean, I was in a Nirvana cover band in high school. Yeah, he was my I first got, guitar I, I teacher. I seen them play at uh, the New York Coliseum in 1993 with uh, the Breeders. Dope. Yeah, I saw them here in San Diego at the Sports Arena in '94. That was the first time they played with uh, Pap Smear. Uh, I played, they yeah. brought another player, yeah. and we didn't know who it was. We're like, yeah. Wiser. Uh, yeah, yeah. It honestly kind of ruined it for me, to be honest. I was like, I just <laughs> yeah. Be the power trio. Like, yeah. I don't need power to be constant, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I saw the I saw them uh, with the butthole surfers, and I wasn't really a big fan, but I saw them. Are you at, Nirvana Live? That's awesome. I saw them I'm in like, December, and then he died in April. So I saw him yeah. right before that, and like, wow. it, it impacted my life like so hard. Yeah. I still do Kurt Cobain, you know? Yeah, Kurt it, Cobain. It actually, you know? It actually hurt my feelings when I turned 28 because I was like, if I was a really great songwriter, I would have died last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny, dude. When you reach, when oh, I reached yeah. 33, I was like, is this it? Am that would have been my preference, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would have rather been Am the I top done? Level, yeah. you know, generational songwriter and then just get off by the... Like, Christ died at 33. Is this it? Dude? That's what I was aiming at, yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure, oh, well, yeah. Plan B is Sisyphus. Just keep pushing the rock up the hill forever. <laughs> yeah, just keep going, man. Just keep going, you know. And then, all right, cool. So, um, you ever DJ or anything like any in anything in that capacity? In the reggae sense, DJing is toasting on the mic. Right. But, uh, I think you Sorry, mean I mean a vinyl, uh, record. A vinyl yeah, record. Spinning. No, you ever spin? No skill for that. No, I'm not really. Um, actually, I'm a good dancer, so I do have rhythm, but I'm not cool. good with rhythmic things with my hands, like drums, okay. percussion, DJing. Like, just I get kind of nervous, and my, I don't have good hand control. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I I was DJing for a while. Well, you know, spinning vinyl. Um, because of my brother, my brother actually got me into hip hop in the '80s. So you know, he would play Run DMC, and you know, like. Uh, Houdini and Grandmaster Flash, Furious Fight. So I learned from that old school East Coast that what hip hop was. And then once I, you know, got into like Planet Rock and and then, you know, saw Bambata and, and all and the Zulu Nation and all that, I was just like oh, yeah. absorbing all of it. I was just like, whoa. And I was like eight years old, <laughs> but it was like, or however yeah. old I was, but I got it, you know? And uh, at one point, you know, I kind of gave up on rock music. And then I was like, I want to 
play vinyl like and I actually went out and bought crates of vinyl and got turntables and was doing it because to me it's all the same thing you know I mean like playing guitar or spinning other people's music and making it sync up you know beat matching and all that and you know what I mean? Like it, it all makes sense as, as far as the art form, you know? Oh yeah. It's all valid, but a thing that always, you know, I, I see Instagram people make music in amazing ways sure. with some pianos. They go sit in a river with a handpan, yeah. but they're so persistent with it. You know what I mean? And have such yeah. good attrition. Eventually their music is popular and it's right. like, that's all valid, but it's in a separate category from songwriting to me. Right. 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 I like right, right. writing. I like writing. I like to read. I read constantly. For I'm sure. such a book yeah and um i i love writing you know what i mean yeah. so the writing plus the music together to me is like this transcendent thing whereas you can make music all day you can be one of these autistic guys playing a guitar piano right. bass and it at the same time with a million instagram followers yeah but to me this doesn't approach the transcendence no of the music and and and, and yeah i totally get that and and that's funny and and the reason i want to like talk to thomas or even like andreas is because of the ai music aspect like i kind of want to get there because I know that they're both musicians in a, in a, they're creators, you know what I mean? Like, and I know what the AI aspect of it is. It's kind of just tink. It's I like, mean, we, don't, we don't, we don't know what AI is yet though. So it's like a little, no, I mean, as far as what they're putting out, these, these songs that they're putting out, that's not AI though. I mean, we're, we're, people are thinking about AGI, like general intelligence not like word search engines and stuff no know? yeah yeah and i don't want to get deep i don't it's not it's not important to me but it's just what they're doing it's, such a, it's like people are worried about the effect it's going to have on the industry those people don't realize oh yeah the no industry. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. the industry is the bat is what we don't want but independent artists are dead i mean there's right. nothing you can do you can you can spend as much as you want on spotify marketing if you're indie it's all still handshake with labels people don't know that right so they create a new industry of tricking independent right. artists trying to distribute their own stuff and it's like you have nothing else to do that's and then you give it all to spotify for free they keep all the ad revenue and yeah. then you pay for a promotional campaign too they keep all that they right. keep everything they keep yeah. the music they keep 100 percent of all your energy yeah and it's like people are worried people ask me about ai are you worried about ai songwriters it's like dude i'm worried that yeah. already it's like the industry is you know yeah. totally taken over and there is yeah. no room for and you have firsthand account. That's the thing is you are seeing it. You're seeing it in real time because you've been, how long have you been doing what you're doing? Not VBDC, but as far as like really pushing music as like core. Like I've this always is, been pushing art. You know, I was, sure. I, I started at 13 yeah. um, and I started putting out albums right away and everything. And we'd go to the library and Xerox the, the album art and yeah. fold it. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you go sell it at, out at shows or outside of shows before I was even old enough to get into Playing shows. backyards and shit. Uh, no, I was in New York, so there's no backyard. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. That's, but, uh, that's a Cali thing, I guess. And also no van to put your gear in. You put your gear down the subway stairs on the ice. Wow. And the, with the rain and the snow and that's everything. Crazy. There's, there's no green room at any of the clubs because the real estate right there. It's like you just Yeah, you're the on the sidewalk. Your, girl, yeah. Your amp covered in ice and you're just done. You know, you're That's toasty. crazy. I forgot what the question was, though. No, I'm just, I'm just kind of, you know. I'm oh, yeah. so I'm I've been doing it since back then, but then I stopped yeah. for like over a decade and I was a chef actually. And I had a lot oh, of okay. success. Do. And I was like, maybe I can get a regular paycheck and still be an artist. And sure. then eventually when I was like in an executive chef level, I started to realize like, no, no one's ever going to treat me like an artist. I'm basically it's service. I'm a servant, no matter how hard I'm just serving. I'll serve the artist's dinner. You know what I well, mean? Well, especially like, in New York, one. right? I go back to music. Yeah. And especially in <laughs> New York. I've been coastal since I was 18. I was going back and forth. So, okay. Where did you serve? Like in New York mainly or just oh, wherever well, you found both. the job? Oh, okay. No, both. Uh, mostly New York. And then I came out here and I had a, I had a restaurant, uh, like a consulting business okay. and stuff. Okay. So I did like 12, 13 years almost, you know, and then, and then back to music, you know. So I'd kind of given up on it at one point. So when did reggae become that's like the pin, like your pinnacle point of like, this is what I want to, you know what I mean? Be I think from like 2009 to 2012, there was like a lot of really strong American uh, reggae bands put yeah. out like out like good songwriting good yeah. lyrics uh, yeah. and like and i was just like this is where the energy is at like i want to be pursuing this energy because like yeah. uh, it's not no longer interested i think at that point i was listening to mostly drum and bass and electronic music yeah so I was, like, same that's crazy rock. 
I've been over hip hop since 1996. Yeah. Since, you know, died and Puffy started putting out songs. I was like, next genre. Yeah. And and drum and bass was because I was a big fan of like Diesel Boy, DJ Dara. Like, yeah. yeah, Like, because I West Coast. So I knew a lot of, well, I lived in San Francisco for a while and and I kind of picked up a lot of like drum and bass in that era, which was like 2006, maybe like. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great genre and it's uh, you yeah, know like cool. john digweed and sasha and i was in like a lot yeah. of like if that, was, if that was a little earlier at night i would still go out to those you know but it's just too much of a rave yeah but, yeah uh, but um yeah sorry i forgot what i was saying there. no it's all good just just hearing you know and to me like it all melds together you know which is why i can like part of oh, I, I remember what i wanted go to ahead, say go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead no go ahead, yeah. go ahead um what what appealed to me about making reggae is it's very formulaic compared to uh rock and roll in, you what, play in rock what sense in what sense rock and roll is riffs right but sure. a riff is totally unique thank you so it's like totally just the rhythm and the melody are both totally unique and yeah. that's like the whole song the drummer will follow that and go with that and a lot of toms up right right so everyone just goes with the riff and then the next part of the song is like a different riff for the verse or whatever reggae is totally different the melody aside from the vocals is the bass line so the only one playing a melody is the bass so if you come up with something you hum in your head that's the bass line then all you have to do is figure out which guitar chords go with it and you know where they go they go Gank, right. skank, and then the organ does that, but with the bubble time. Yeah, the bubble. Yeah, yeah, the bubble up. You and the piano bangs along with the guitar, and you can pump out a lot of songs yeah. really quick that way. And then all, then you have so much time left to deal with the details. You know, maybe I want a lead line, and now using you know um, music software, you can pick an instrument. Oh, maybe I want steel pan or a flute in this one. And if I want, I'll bring in live horns and other live musicians and stuff like that. Layer you know? it. You just layer it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's there's a formula to start with, so it really encourages you. You just sure. get right into it as soon as you have a melody or like that's a baseline and what are the chords now am i inspired to sing any other melody with that you know yeah. and it's like that the ideas just come way more organized with reggae than they do so it who was the first reggae artist that you recognized as far as I mean, bob marley of course right uh, yeah okay i was thinking uh, about this adult, right before we were talking as an adult burning spear i would say okay Okay. Actually, but interestingly, on a, a like dance hall reggae was pretty big oh, yeah. in New York. I didn't really even know it was reggae. I thought it was just a. Di- I thought it was hip hop to be honest, because they Kinda, play yeah. it. Master Flex would play it on like Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, mix yeah. It. Like ring the alarm, another sound is dying. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is wicked. I yeah. like this. Heads high, killing with the flow. You know, it's just yeah. like in hip hop, and I was like, yeah, I like this like Jamaican hip hop. You know, yeah. and I didn't realize that that I was getting into reggae, but the, the artist who did the song "Ring the Alarm" tenor saw I got like really yeah. into him I know, and emulating cool. his style and stuff. So um, I'd say Burning Burning Spear on the root side okay. and tenor saw on the dance hall side are my Hell two big. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, most people that I've heard will say hip hop came from reggae music you know what i mean which oh, I like know. you said djing is I talking on the mic over rhythms of course of course of course of course no and and i i understand i don't like to you know yeah, yeah. pick and pinch and you know I, I get that but like you know well especially krs1 you know being jamaican and he's just like oh you know it comes from rocking yeah, the mic Curry, too, my favorite rappers like you roy just you know vibing over rhythms you know what i mean like oh, yeah. i get it i get oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. you yeah, know yeah. you know so um yeah bob marley obviously because i know for a fact that like that's what i heard first you know i mean the songwriting's incredible bro it's incredible well, it was it happen. was before i even yeah. knew what was really yeah. going on if you look a list of all his number one hits it's like you know the lyrics to all of his songs it's like name another artist yeah. where you know the lyrics to all their songs yeah and without even trying to you yeah. just absorbed it culturally you know like the yeah i was music. hearing legend and like junior high before i knew what reggae was you know and then right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. once i could read So, yeah, when I was in high school, I remember my homie Travis, Travis Diffenbaum, shout, he, um, he straight up brought DJ Handgun mixes. And I don't know if you're familiar with DJ Handgun, but he was, that's basically when I first learned about like Johnny Osborne, 
Don Carlos and like DJ Handgun would mix all these. And now good shout like, outs right there. Those are two of my favorites. Yeah. And, and that's when I learned that style, you know, the Roots Radix and all that. Like it was just all like, and that was like, oh, like that's where reggae like blew up for me. And then even at that time, there, I had homies from high school that were starting reggae bands. There was a band down here called Stranger. There's Roots Covenant. So I, I would go to their shows with my friends and we just, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was cool to see. But then I started like wanting to know more artists. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to learn for myself, listening to like metal and rock at the same time, but then reggae and like, you know, it was just... It's very interesting to me to see the melding of, like you said, you know, it's all art. You know, it's it, there's no there's no differentiating lines that say, well, you should only listen to this or that. You know, it's 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 whatever you feel, you know. So I was yeah. learning those things. And then like even now still I'm my favorite genres, quote unquote, or I would say it was like rock steady when I was listening to like Alton Ellis and all that. And then like, and, um, ska, you know, like listening to the old school whalers from the sixties and then like, but then so, hearing all the studio one shit and like, it was just like, Oh man, like that. I like, I like that there's new bands creating the old school sounds, you know? So yeah. that's where I, keep- yeah, there are, there's a few, there's a few, uh, like modern day bands. I ain't, I ain't going to shout no one out, but, um, For sure. there's a few, there's a few sound, uh, you know, sound pretty old school. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, um, yeah. Like, it's so funny. Like even within reggae, there's like studio one people, there's father. Right. Song. Right. Like, it's like, there's a lot of pretension, man. Unfortunately, sure. what I've learned from, you know, actively participating and releasing music in multiple genres is that a scene is a scene is a scene. It right. doesn't matter. If you're going to a political convention, a drum and bass party, exactly. Everything is just a scene and the same kind of uh, relationships and interactions are happening between humans everywhere you go, regardless of of genre or intention or anything, you know? So it's like, that is tiring, you know? And I just feel like that's, you know, just that's where the stage we're at at human awakening and development right now, where it's just, oh, things only seem possible if you color, if you pick a lane and just color within those lines, you got to pick something like you can't be like... Uh, airplane pilot doctor who writes reggae you know what i mean you you gotta pick one and then like do the things that are prescribed to that you know right right for the majority i would say yes but for people individuals that choose to just pick what they want and stick with their guns like but also the the beautiful thing about putting out an album is you can put other genre songs on it they're just not singles i do that all the time. You know what I mean? There's like a yeah. country rock song on my first album. Um, the second album's got a punk song on it, and a couple other surprises, I won't say. But um, you know, it's um that's that's the beauty of an album is like you've got your sing you've got your singles. Well, I kind of plan it out like I'm like half of it is hits and like half of it is like intentional like B sides, like sure. deep cut stuff, you know, and like that's I grew up listening to albums, man, which is a whole different experience to what people have right now. It's just to sit back and listen to the entire album and people knew that's the way you'd you'd receive it so they would they would construct the entire album to make, to be one piece of art altogether you know not right. a compilation of everything you released since 2015 right. which is what people do now put out single 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 then yeah. we have like 15 of them put them together and you've got an album i mean it's even like eps are the thing or the new album basically in a way like you know i mean with there's so many bands just putting out EPs, which, which I'm not a, opposed to, you know, like if you're doing well, here's it, the thing, people used to listen to whole albums. Of no, course. they don't. So if you release a whole album, you're basically throwing half the songs in the trash because people ain't going to listen right. to them. <laughs> so right. it's like, and I'm, gu- I'm guilty of an album because you're trying to make this kind of piece of art. You remember that sure. doesn't fit times anymore. So it's almost like we're going to die. Anyhow, you might as well just release the music exactly the way you want to and not worry about whether it generates any interest or not. Yeah. But but do you also agree with, and I'm just asking this off the top, but like, you know, rolling with the times, like not, not, you could still have your own identity because you know of the past, you know, you've seen the rise in the fall. I go, I experiment trying both ways and you know what I mean? Like life is, is short, you know, and uh, having committed to one or the other and just wrote it out for decades. But I I don't honestly know the answer to that. I don't know. It's a, it's an important question that I don't know the answer to. Yeah. But you just do what you do. You try to just, you know, trust your instincts and uh, examine always 
audit your past performance and did it's really important just a life lesson in general to like you know see what you predicted would happen and then the steps you followed and did it happen or not and if not how are you going to do it different next time are you going to try something different altogether or do you you know what i mean so it's like a lot of times you just bang your head against a wall your whole life trying the same thing over and over which is kind of where i'm at right now with like spotify and DistroKid and all this stuff i'm like I'm going to really, I have an album I've been sitting on since last summer. And when I release it, I'm going to do it in some different kind of funny way. Like when Wu-Tang had sold like one copy for, (laughs) I'm going to do something weird. Not that obviously, because you know, it's going to be an embarrassing little figure that people auction, but I'm going to think of something weird to do and just try to shake the box. I'm sick of doing the regular distribution right now. No, yeah, for sure. And I I respect that, man. Like, and you know, it's it's too short, man. You know, you can see a path to nowhere, you know? So it's like, why would I walk on this path to nowhere? You know? Right. So go up into the dark woods and see what you can find. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And like, if you've got to open your trunk and, you know, burn CDs and write your name on it and there's no art or, you know, it's like, I get, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, I feel like so many people have done so many things and, and to get caught up in, in in the times is can happen and and i think that is what's happening is people are getting caught up in the times in a way you know just just from hearing what you're saying but it doesn't affect people that are trying to make a difference like even for themselves does that make sense like i feel like you're trying to make a difference difference just for yourself You know, everyone wants to make a difference, but I think if you're meant to, you will. You know, I think everyone does make a difference, first of all, on their own, like just sending out little ripples. You know, not everyone is Elon Musk, but you never know how many ripples away from something you did affected sure. Elon Musk or something like that. But, you know, people want to, want to, like Joni Mitchell said, you want to etch your name into stone for eternity. You know, that's why that's a, a normal social condition of a human being is you want um, acknowledgement, you know, at a minimum, sure. respect, good. <laughs> you know, yeah. Definitely yeah. Be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been doing what I've been doing for 20 plus years. I won't stop. You know I mean? There's no reason for me to stop unless I stop myself, you know, and, and I've been through a lot. I just think people should, should stop going with the flow. You know what I mean? Cause the flow is going in a really terrible direction right now where all the artists are not only do they have no chance, but they're also giving extra money to the people who took their chance away and it's not going to, you know what I mean? So it's just such a, it's really upsetting for me to watch it. And uh, like, I'm not separate from it. That's what I've been doing the whole time is using CD Baby, DistroKid, sure. everything on every platform, YouTube, Spotify for free. You know, people, basically, if you value your music at zero, you give it to a platform that's going to give it away for zero, like YouTube, then why is anyone else going to value your music either? Right. If it's, it's worth, le- worth less than a, a cup of coffee, it's worth a song is worth less than a sticker of the song. You know, if you right. printed stickers, the song, you get more in the sticker than you would Literally. on the song. Like a song is like divine inspiration and like one of the most beautiful things. And it's yeah. like the value has been psychologically removed from it. And we need to take it back from Spotify and be like, you can't have this anymore. We can't be successful either way. So, you, you know, we've got to starve that beast. I really do feel that. So easier said than done. Let's see if I actually do that with my next album or if I pop it out. <laughs> I've, I have a feeling you will. <laughs> you know? Never know. I might chicken out, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. Real, you know, might as well keep it real, you know. I For try sure. to be the realest guy on, on in the um, the realest guy with a uh, podcast mic. There you go. Me too. <laughs> Without a podcast mic. Let's <laughs> yeah. no, a podcast mic. Oh, it's yeah. just a regular shirt. All right. Cool. Oh, SM7B, bro. Come on. Nice, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's why I don't call this a podcast. I call it a broadcast. Like I'm. Oh, just, okay, I didn't, I didn't know that, man. No, that's it's nice. all good. It's all good. It's it's just my own. Yeah, is anyone listening to this on an on a iPod anymore? I mean, <laughs> yeah, iPod. Is that what the yeah. pod is for? It's iPod, right? Yeah, exactly. Podcast. Right. Yeah, iPodcast. Yeah, I'm surprised Android doesn't like isn't like seeding the the market with like viral suggestion to call them uh, Droidcast. Droidcast, yeah, exactly. That might be the next level. You know, I don't know. What's <laughs> up, guys? Make sure you smash the button and check out my new Droidcast. Yeah, <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah, Hit, the bell. Hit the bell. Hit the bell. Desperation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is what it is, you know. And it's I just oh, man. It I got to do what we, I got to do. I gotta I do. Could, what I, got. I could do way better, but we could all we could all aim higher. Sure, sure, sure. And that that's what I respect about your vibes, bro. Is you're very positive, you know, and and I appreciate that. I really do. 
And, you know, I'm uh, because as you know, even calling it the blue dreamer broadcast, I am the blue dreamer, you know, so my dreams are in blue. That doesn't mean I'm sad. It's just for me, everything I've ever chosen and just kind of in retrospect is like always tinged with some blue, you know, so that means heavy or deep or to me. So I just go with that because that's who I am, you know, and now I have a daughter, I have a four year old daughter and I see it in her and I'm like, oh, shit, this shit's real, bro. <laughs> like, it's real. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. You know, I love Roy Orbison. I love, you know, what I mean, like, I get it. I get it. But that doesn't, it's not, it's not, um, it's not a no, bad thing. I mean, thing. I'm, not, I'm not always positive. Like, sometimes I'm extremely negative for prolonged periods of my life. Sure. You know? but like, that's sure. life, you know. And by the way, like, I don't, I mean, I've put myself through a lot of suffering and a lot of suffering just came my way throughout my life, but... I don't think I'd be a good songwriter without that. And exactly. like, ironically, when I was, you know, uh, just, I don't, I don't want to say praying to God cause I didn't grow up religion, but sure. I was just like stating my intention to the universe or praying to God or sure. whatever. I was, all I, all I wanted was to become a great songwriter. I did, you know, it's not very satisfying because sure. I should have been more specific. <laughs> like, <laughs> including some, other, including some other bells and whistles. You had to you put know, some details yeah, into, into the prayer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For but sure. that actually did come true and it was an extremely, painful process to get from someone who isn't a natural writer and couldn't write anything to go through all these just really bad life experiences but then at, at the end now i have such an easy time writing and like i sometimes i blow myself away like yeah. and i don't even mind saying it because i'm an extremely hard critic on myself and Same. every i've wrote for 20 years just terrible terrible songs sure. you know so to look at it now and then to also look at like my heroes and stuff like that like i do feel like my songwriting is like up on up on this the level i always wanted it to be on like the people yeah. i admire and um honestly well, your I, voice you got a great voice dude and i and i am i am a stickler for you know when you sing when people sing like they don't understand how to find their voice you know i had to learn to find my voice and and i've had so many people like i i answer calls for a living basically and, you know, I've had random just people like on the phone be like, wow, you got a great voice. You should be in the radio or something. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I know, but I'm talking to you right now, <laughs> you know, when I want to be home writing songs. So I had to learn to find my voice and I'm still finding it in a way. But there's a baseline like level of you got to find your voice. You know, what I mean, like to be a good singer. You know, because yeah. I can go I'm to karaoke. I can go to karaoke and crush some shit. You know, I've done it. I'm still finding mine. I've always been so envious of people who have a sound. You know, like a Kurt Cobain. But you do, you do have a sound. You do have a sound. I hear it. I hear it. That way, but um, you know, I I purposely sing. I use different. Way before I even started singing, I did imitations and cartoon voices and all the puppet voices. Mimicry is kind of the so first level. Of I don't know. I don't know what my really natural. This is just my natural singing sure. voice. But it, this is from smoking a lot of weed too. I didn't used to sound this like Alex Jones. You, know? you got that rasp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I do. So I really embraced singing raspy at some point, and sure. then, uh, and then I also just learned to sing a little better over the past just few years from sure. doing other things. I was like, now I realize I don't even really need to sing raspy. I can go go through the same range without it. But well, let me let day, me tell I, you this. Not... Let me bring this up real quick, just real quick, just okay, thought off okay. the top. So there's the term white boy reggae. You know, you've heard that term. Oh right? my god, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Like iration, revolution. Myself, yeah. yeah. So well, iration is Samoan, but no, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just saying these bands like Cali Roots is what I would call it, Cali reggae. You know, right. Like I, and, and 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 you know Jamaican they come here you know I've seen straight well, up Jamaican artists. Jamaican reggae, by the way, they're not making reggae. They're making soca and dance hall. So it's like it's right. lucky it's kept alive somewhere, which is Germany, Italy, sure. United States, sure. Hawaii, Moa, Fiji. Yeah, but they come here and they they get a reception to playing that old school. You know, I saw Don Carlos like sometime last year, you know, I mean, they come here and I've heard from friends that they're just like, this is the hub for them. Cause they can just come and play the old yes. school hits and they just draw the crowds, bro. You know, it's like, so I've heard that for a while, at least over a Got decade. Got to do an after party for, uh, for a Don Carlo show. Dope. Respect. He didn't come to the after party, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Come, we played, we played a song of his doing just, we played favorite cup. We we're like, it'd be so yeah. cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, the, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. So, so I kind of hear the difference, you know what I mean? Like 
I, I always tell people like I know if I'm gonna like a song within the first like 10 seconds like I just know it's, there's a vibe and if that vibe isn't there for me I already know you know what I mean so so you know when I started getting heavy into like like you know like I said Johnny Osborne and Winston Hussey and like you know I mean all these old school cats that were I just vibed on certain songs or certain albums and I was just like oh this is reggae dude like whatever 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 but but then when I would hear like my friends playing songs and you know they 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 try and imitate a certain vibe you know a certain like uh, what do you call it like a uh, a canter like a you know what I mean like sure, yeah yeah and it's like it doesn't always have to be it's like no, no I mean just, yeah, just that- feel 